David really likes that guy with the weird camera face thing. Yeah, he's un- unbridled in enthusiasm. Yeah, for trains. Embodied, yeah. Like, it's really great to see people, like, so psyched about anything. <laughs> <laughs> it is any anytime anyone can find extreme joy in this world. Yeah. Uh, Custom Grow 420. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yeah, custom girl for 420. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for Canada's patients and adults. <laughs> Jolly Oli coming to you. The, when his house burned down, though, that was like one of the most tragic so fucking things. Because he's still like trying to bring his energy, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, it's like, hey, what's up, guys? My house burned down. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it yeah. Was it, yeah. It, it, it's, he's. He's digging deep, and and there's nothing. Yeah, because his ass burned down. It but he's back sucks. on his shit, right? Yeah, yeah. But he had to move to like Idaho, where it's not legal, so he's not doing what he did. What he used to do, yeah. I don't think, where he's like sitting often. in his backyard, yeah. like lighting up twelve dabs. <laughs> yeah, or doing uh, knife hits. Yeah, or uh, the he he. Re- I'm not gonna say he peaked, but some of his best work was doing dabs with a drone. <laughs> where he tied yeah, yeah where he he tied the you know like the 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 concentrate uh onto a string that went to a drone and mm-hmm. he tried to get the drone to like tap the 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 bong and he's like moving around his backyard with it which just like made me imagine like being his neighbor yeah where like it was like a drone you see like a drone going over like what what could very easily look into your backyard Mm-hmm. Um, and then this man just yelling, dabs with a drone, <laughs> dabs with a <the> drone. <laughs> Followed by huge plumes of marijuana smoke. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and then, like, the backyard is also just, like, covered in children's toys. So, you know, I'd also be, like, I'd probably be thinking about calling CPS a lot. Yeah. He's just, like, screaming about drugs and then... Children, like I don't know, seems concerning to me. You're fucking. That's cop shit, David. Yeah, dude. I did not take you for a narc. I can't believe you would narc on Custom Girl 420. Yeah, man, that's fucked up. He's probably a great father. Yeah, I bet he's the Uh, best father. uh, Yeah. I saw. You seem uh, less less concerned. I'm just imagining like coughing on his children. Well, no, you gotta you gotta separate church and state. Yeah, right. Absolutely. But yeah, I've seen some people take uh, some drone um, joint rips, like, you know, taping a joint to a drone and then like flying it like, oh my right God. in front of their face. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no one should do that. I mean, as long as the cherry's <sighs> facing away from you. <laughs> it's being like stoked by the, yeah. the, yeah. the no, prop I'm, wash. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm mostly just thinking of like the, the rotors getting caught in hair. Oh, yeah, this one oh, had prop yeah. guards. So. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I, I saw one. I saw a video of something where it was like a like a, a cute girl getting a present from a a, a drone, and, and and I was just like looking at it like no because she's gonna take the weight off of it or like touch it and it's gonna move everything and sure enough yeah it just like flies it, directly into her. Ooh! Um, Did it get caught in her hair? It look the video like cuts out. <laughs> oh god! But it looks bad. Getting my hair caught in something mechanical Uh, is, like, a deep, deeply held fear of mine. Like, I cannot watch video of it happening to somebody. It's like watching video of somebody, uh, like, spraining or breaking their ankle. Like, I physically, my body holds too much trauma from that to be able to watch it. Meanwhile, (laughs) I can watch people be, like, slaughtered with an axe 
and Whoa. it's you know in like a horror movie or something. Oh, okay. And it's not like in person. <laughs> I don't think I could do it in person. I witness that all the time, and I say nothing. <laughs> See, now, now who's a who's a narc? I did. I caught my hair on fire once cooking on the stove. That was pretty. That's well, pretty exciting. I think uh, I did that and didn't notice until like a while after. I was you like, did, why, yeah. yeah, like why is my hair stuck together? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's almost Christmas. One of my favorite uh, Christmas stories is uh, when they had those like um, dolls that you could like feed that first came out. Mm. Apparently, there was like uh, one that somebody got for their daughter and it started like eating her hair and <laughs> they just keep eat- eating i remember yeah, those yeah. They would put some they would just keep eating keep they eating, didn't have yeah. like a shut off mechanism yeah. they don't even have like an off button and i heard the story maybe it's apocryphal but it's like a metaphor a, for a, capitalism yeah apparently like a, a father after getting his daughter this this toy uh did like a news interview the, the following day and explained that like he got like the baseball bat that he keeps by the bed in case of intruders and like beat the doll apart like next to his daughter's head because <laughs> it kept like eating her hair and it was like the only thing he could figure out Why how didn't to he t- cut the hair off yeah right i mean i don't know you know that, would, that seems to be the, i would probably have cut the hair off yeah when the only tool you have is baseball bat but they also have like kids put their fingers in its mouth and like get like get their fingers nommed like it's just a terrible a terrible design for a children's toy an insatiable mouth uh, <laughs> that you give to your children is not, it's not a good idea. That's what the, I hope that's what it was called. Like little, little li- insatiable mouth. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Insatiable Irene. is. <laughs> See, it, it's really, it's a metaphor for the uh, consumerism yeah. that yeah. plagues the holidays. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's a, an infinitely deep hole. Yeah. Like, you know, insatiable mouth. Jesus. <laughs> what do we want to start with? Ring, 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 I'm trying ding, to... ding, 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 Like, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find something that's like, speaking of insatiable, but we yeah. just have such horrible news to cover this week that, like, um, it's hard to even segue into it. Yeah. All right, let's, let's just do it. <laughs> what do we want to start with? Um, let's talk about the, uh, our, our mass, our next mass shooting. Our last mass shooting, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, this case in... Uh, uh, Michigan. Michigan? Yeah, it's in Michigan. Um, Oxford, Michigan, I believe. Uh, it was Oxford High School. Unclear I think if it's the town named is after a town. I think the town is called Oxford. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, that must have been but, a real disappointment, eventually. Whenever you name a city after, like... An Ivy League school, a city that already exists, or like a yeah, like a place that already existed in Europe. Like just like you see all like the big hopes for it, yeah. you know. Well, Wor- Worcester, Mass is better than Worcester, England. So yeah, and I've never seen that. a single enormous wooden horse in this city. No, right, exactly, <laughs> not once. Yeah, yeah, you you know, just like imagining. I think Danny Killian made one, yeah. but it was it, oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I don't right, think yeah. you could like fit like a dozen Greeks in it. Oh, but, yeah, well, it was yeah. still pretty good. Just I. Rome, New York. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Rome. It's not quite. Cairo. I mean, Versailles, Indiana. Versailles, Indiana. Oof. Oof. Yeah. See, the problem with Rome, New York, is they tried to build it in a day. Yeah. Yes, and yes. You, and as we know, can't, you do, can't that. do that. Well, you, you get you get Rome, New York. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> um. So you know, in this case of this fifteen-year-old uh, shooter in Michigan, uh, the parents have been. 
arrested. Yeah. And this is a first, as far as I've seen, for, like, young, you know, kids doing violence yeah. Like, yeah. on a what, mass real, scale like this. Real, real quick, though, they got arrested, like, uh, 40 miles away from where they live. They were, like, on the lam, and they were arrested in a abandoned warehouse. Did you see this? No kidding. Yeah. No, I did not know that. They took out $4,000 from an ATM. Which, which, what, how do you do that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, what ATM lets limits. you take out $4,000? Yeah. Apparently, um, there must be like some Konami code you can yeah. like punch in and be like, I'm on the lamb. And they're like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're, you're good. You're good, bro. You're well, good. Well, you say that. Yeah. And then, um, uh, and then they turned off, they were following them on their cell phone until they turned it off. So they were like definitely like running. What the hell? Uh, yeah. Wow. And then, well, when, according to police, according to yeah. their lawyer, yes. they, yeah. were, they were about to turn themselves <laughs> in. So, which is funny. <laughs> so just like uh, the idea of like we took out four thousand dollars and we we hid in a warehouse, but we were totally going to turn ourselves <laughs> well, in. The, the issue is like <laughs> if, if you had a bunch of outstanding debts, right? Yeah. You it, like w- with people who have people on the inside. Wouldn't you want to pay those debts off like before you go to jail for Fair. your kids? I don't think these people were people? criminal masterminds. Like I don't think they had, you know, a bunch of high debts with unsavory characters. Maybe. I don't know. Um I mean, you know, but yeah. Probably not masterminding anything. Yeah. Um, based on the evidence uh, at hand. Yeah. But this is a very unique case where it's clear that the parents like abetted this in a fucking major way. Yeah, it, like they bought their fifteen-year-old child a gun four days before the shooting. Yep, um, they were a six hour. Which yeah, brings up you know our previous episode. Troy, New York PD is suing uh, six hour over you know guns with hair triggers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe, this one, this maybe one these parents can sue them too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they were called into the school that the morning. morning of the shooting, and were very insistent that they not take him home. And they were shown a a note that had apparently been, like, changed by somebody between when the kid made it and, like, the teachers um, showed it to the parents that had, like, a gun, somebody bleeding, and then it was, like, the voices uh, won't stop telling me or something, help. Yeah. 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 And it was, like, literally a cry for help, like, note. And the parents were like, oh, yeah, no, no, he, he's, he's fine. fine. Yeah. He's no, just, this is just boys will be boys. Yeah. This is just just a silly, a silly game. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, and it had that quote from a video game. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, what was the quote? I, now I am death. Death destroyer of worlds. Yeah, now I am become death destroyer of worlds. <laughs> that's a quote from. Famous video game quote. Yeah, that's. Yeah, a, I know. Fam- yeah. yeah from, that's from the video from game. From Fallout or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, Robert Oppenheimer. Um, well, it's actually Vishnu. But, yeah, yeah, Vishnu. Yeah. Yeah, quoting the Upanishads. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like that uh, that from the Office thing where he quotes Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> yes. but instead it's like, "Now I am become death destroyer of worlds." Vishnu, uh, Oppenheimer, um, Fallout, <laughs> <laughs> or or uh, Watchmen. Yeah, and yeah, Watchmen's right. Yeah, be Watchmen's in there, in there too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but Chris, uh, from your from your face, I don't think you noticed uh, a local news station uh said that it was from a video oh game. okay yeah no i missed that they, one they, they uh 
they, they, they played a segment saying that it came from a popular video game, which is I mean, really fucking think, funny. I don't think it's, it's you know, t- too much of a stretch to guess that that's where he heard it. Oh, probably. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, sure. You know. But it is just, it's such an, you know, the media always wants to do this, like, blame it on, find something to blame this troubled child's behavior yeah, yeah. on. And, you know, video games are an easy, an easy pick. Yeah, especially um, because, you know, kids play them and most of them are about shooting people. Mowing people yeah. down with yeah. guns. Yeah. So, I mean... I think there's like a overcorrection sometimes for people to be like, no, that's not what the problem is at all. It's all of these other things and that plays no role whatsoever. I think that probably super like hyper violent video games are not great for young, young kids. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the counter argument there is like hyper violent video games exist like everywhere in the world. Like people sure. in, you know, Brazil, like, you know, pick a country are all playing like uh Fortnite because right. it's free for yeah. one thing, you know, yeah. and it's like massively online and stuff. Um, but it's only really our terminally diseased country that produces this level of like peer to peer violence at this regularity. Yeah. And like, you can't really blame that on video game culture no, you just can't. because no. it's like, it's not um, specific enough of a um, indicating cause to why Americans regularly mow each other down. Having access to a shit ton of guns helps. Oh, yeah. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then there's also, isn't it like in Germany where like all the blood is green or something because they have some weird law about like reproducing <laughs> I don't know. death uh, in video games? I, I, our I, German I, listeners sound off in yeah, the comments. Yeah. Yeah. So, I know in Japan, like Samurai Jack, which is probably the only anime that I've ever really liked. Um, but in order to get around their, you know, somewhat strict w- laws about what you can show, like they're all robots and stuff. Like mm-hmm. everything that he's killing is not really um, like he doesn't kill like living creatures that bleed mm. or at least in the original. I don't know about the newer mm. season, but um, there's some definitely hyper violent yeah. Japanese anime. Right. For sure. Yeah. yeah. But the it's, it's all about like when you can put it on television oh, it. Yeah, and yeah. they wanted to be able to put Samurai Jack on, you know, on like regular tv but um great show great show. it's such a samurai jack is so good oh my gosh um so yeah we live in a disease society that's for sure why i i have i kind of think that one of the reasons that we have school shootings is because we have school shootings so in other words like kids are replicating what already exists in the culture every Um, school shooting is a copycat yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, and like we know that when we report on school shootings, we're more likely to get another school shooting. Just like when you report on suicides, you're more likely to get every time some celebrity kills themselves, you get a spike in suicides afterwards. Um, you know, just we mimic what's around us. And other countries don't happen to have a culture of mass school shootings. Yeah. Lucky lucky them. It's our yeah. it's it's our cherished culture. It is. It's, right. a, it's an American pastime. Yeah. Don't he- I mean, I think that's definitely plausible, which is to say, like, you know, traditions can start from an N of one, and then, you know, suddenly we're at an N of, what, 30, 40? And it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have a tradition of um, children murdering each other in school uh, using firearms. That's like a thing that happens. Um, But I tend to think it has more to do with um, some other, like, rather obvious... Um, singular characteristics about our country, mm-hmm. you know, namely like we outspend the rest of the world, like combined on our military spending. We fetishize and worship um, 
men who kill people with guns as a culture, uh, yeah. from our police to our, you know, um, precious troops. Um, and we basically like sanctify a normalized like level of perpetual violence. Um, and I think most other countries don't do that. And, uh, I think that that's probably if I had to guess the biggest indicating factor in, um, why we have such an insanely homicidal nation. Though, yeah. you, you know, I don't know why I'm on Germany today. I was, it's, it's probably because, uh, last night, well, Brittany was on the phone talking to her mom. I'd had a few and was watching the farewell ceremony for Angela Merkel. Um, and it, that is a culture that has like a very interesting relationship uh, relationship to its military, obviously. But um, I, they, they they're still on like the 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 torch thing. Like their military comes out carrying torches and like stuff. Like tiki torches. It looks like a it looks like a white supremacist fucking rally. It's really creepy. But it's because a white supremacist rally are like you use German military. Uh, like yeah, and German military and shit, shit just like uh, fucking uh, copy the KKK. Yeah, so yeah, they 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 were. It, it was it, the darkly funny part was that the com the English, the British commentators were like, "This is a closely held, long standing German tradition." Uh, this is normal they in this like, country. It may look weird, but it is totally normal. <laughs> that is basically what they said. <laughs> like, oh, exactly uh, yeah. what they said. This yeah, is, yeah. yeah, it sounds so, like the uh, reporters every time um, the Dutch uh, do the do blackface, blackface yeah, like, yeah, for the, yeah. uh, what is it, like, not St. Peter, it's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's something like, like, the, like the, the... It's like a, the helper the, elf. The, yeah, right, yeah, the, uh, the coal dust. It's, it's coal dust, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. Um... Yeah, so I, but obviously that doesn't translate into mass school shootings either. But I, th I think a lot of it just is like you can get a six hour on a Black Friday sale. <laughs> like yeah, or that you yeah, have uh, you have a country where it's like not that unusual of parents to buy their teenage son yeah. a pistol, yeah, and keep it unlocked in their house, like yeah. you know yeah. where they know where it is, yeah. yeah. And I also think part of it might just be that school is a miserable experience. Like American schools are horrible places. They yeah. are, they're little prisons that are, um, you know, not the right environment for a child to spend its entire day. I yeah. don't know. I think there's something deeply wrong with American schools. Do you think that's um, unique to America though? I think schools got to suck everywhere, right? Uh, I think it's uniquely bad in America, probably. I mean, yeah. the food alone is good, a good indicator. Yeah, I mean, and like we, they, our students have incredibly rigorous schedules. Yeah, um, it's like it makes up all the all the wrong things. Where it's like it's really it, you you have a really like rigorous schedule, but it, you're not really learning anything. It's all just sort of like disciplinary things of like trying to make sure you uh, follow the directions of authority, and then like you don't have any. The school never has enough money, and the lunch sucks, and everything it, is about whatever next standardized test you have to take. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just seems like needlessly stressful all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't necessarily think that like that is the thing. It's it's just it's myriad things like yeah. um, that that lead to this cultural phenomenon. But um, it is like we have to start thinking about it as like 
a part of American culture. Like it's not just a phenomenon. It's not just a unfortunate thing that happens. Like it's a, it's culturally embedded yeah, in a way a that like our culture. Yeah. 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 And, and then like, you know, the whole pattern afterward, right? Like we, you know, have a news cycle. There's a lot of politicians that talk about gun control, don't do anything, thoughts and prayers, talk about mental health, destigmatize it, blah, blah, blah. And like, no, no, nothing changes. Yeah. It just, it just rolls right into the next thing, you know? Yeah. Like, and like, why did those school administrators let him stay? They should have forced him to go home. It should not have been an option. That, you know, the parents get to decide if he stays at school. Like, if he is drawing disturbing things suggesting that he's planning to kill his classmates, he should have been made forced to go home. You know, I thought about that. And I also thought about how, like, you know, the discrepancy between, like, a lot of, like, you know, and this kid's 15. So, like, that's not even high school age, is it? Or no, ju- they, just he entering was a, he was high, school. high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah Oxford yeah. High School. A lot of high schools like have metal detectors and shit, and other ones don't. Yeah, and yeah. then you know, a lot of them have like um, cops that just like roam the building and like search lockers and shit mm-hmm. like that, and others don't. And then the fact that this kid had like these, you know, schizophrenic, like uh, homicidal cry for help note, and nobody checked his backpack. Nobody, like, checked to see, they didn't ask, like, the parents, like, hey, does this kid have access to a firearm? Like, is there anything that could be, like, actually done right now besides, like, imagine if they had sent him home. Like, he's not going to come do the thing next week. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I understand that ultimately this comes down, I guess, um, you know, with our culture and legal code on, like, the parents, right? Because, like, they're the ones responsible for, like, the child. And if there is, you know, um, the the lawyer, some lawyer was talking about how the closest analogy of this is, like, a dog bite. That, like, Mm -hmm. if a dog just bites somebody out of nowhere and doesn't have a history of it, everyone's like, oh, well, you know, that was an accident. But if, like, the dog is, like, snarling and snapping at people and, like, you know, has a history of biting and, like, you know, and then it bites somebody, then, like, the court treats it differently. Like, you basically, you know, took this known danger and did nothing about it. But in this case, the known danger is their child. Mm -hmm. And the known danger is that their child could be a homicidal maniac and snap and kill a bunch of his peers um and they don't do anything to stop that from happening in fact they buy him a pistol yeah and, and, and say stuff like uh don't get caught yeah yeah right yeah. there's yeah. one, one text message with the yeah, mom what the fuck man yeah because yeah. he, he got ca- caught looking at ammunition yeah or something in school like on, i guess on his phone like he was uh, on like, a school computer, I think it was. Yeah, he was like yeah. trying to buy ammunition, yeah. or like, and and uh, and the parent, uh, the mom, texted him saying "LOL" in all caps, yeah. like "We're not mad at you, just don't get caught." Yeah, and it's like that's ominous. Yeah, there are a lot of these cases where the parents clearly had no idea, where the administrators and teachers had no idea. Like he was quiet, but we certainly didn't expect this. But like, this is not one of those cases yeah, where it was yeah. just like there were red flags everywhere. It was very obvious that this child was, you know, wanted to kill his classmates and was very likely planning to do so. And yeah. another thing with the culture, right, is that not only do we have a, Americans have a culture of school shootings, but then like the culture around guns isn't you know like and none of us are like liberal no guns at all kind of person you know but um 
we but there is something like like the lol don't get caught looking at ammunition in school like i think that is a bad gun culture like the gun culture that i i think crops up in these situations are like are very like blasé about the gun itself where it should be like very very almost reverential about like this like life and death device you know and it fetishizes them rather than just seeing it as a tool that is useful to have like it's not like a gun isn't just a useful thing to own and in case you need it it's like a it's like a totem it's like a um you know it's a fetish object that is like worshipped and glorified constantly and i haven't like gone totally deep into this like know too much about like the class dynamics going on here but it seems very different from like the school shooting that happened with like marjorie taylor green and or like the uh what was it the sandy hook um one and that like what, what's a marjorie taylor green shooting? that was the one where um uh david hogg it was oh, like this oh. rich kid school <laughs> you're right that's marjorie stoneman douglas oh my bad marjorie taylor green <laughs> is the congr- when did marjorie yeah. taylor green I mean, shoot, shoot up, up. School. Well, there, there's, like, I know that she's going to eventually do well, it. There, I, there's like, a connection there. David Hogg. Well, yeah, she yeah. went I, to I Marjorie a... Taylor uh, or Marjorie Stillman Douglas School yeah. to uh, accost David Hogg. Yeah. Uh, like, right after. So brief. Yeah. Uh, which is. So, anyway, sorry for that. Yeah. Sorry, listener. Yeah. I, know, um, I, I, I grew up next to that, uh, close to that school. Yeah. And yeah, it is like a rich kid school, which is also why, like, David Hogg has become a. Like, a. a a media yeah. figure is because like they actually have like a good journalism program and they have the the, the kids i mean like for better or worse like the kids grow up in like media in like media so like they have connections to media yeah uh which made it possible for him to become a celebrity which like it, that, that's it, that's why that happened yeah. it's marjorie stoneman douglas and these parents look like working class like in their mugshot and stuff i was just like oh okay like you know maybe um i mean i don't know much about it but it's just like i the idea that if they were like really really rich parents that they would have like been arrested for the their child's yeah. misdeeds um i don't know maybe I mean, maybe it would happen very, guns are very expensive so i think that when we're trying to analyze the element of class in gun culture in the united states we have to like keep in mind that yeah people who are able to own lots of guns ha- definitionally have but, to be rich but they yeah. waited for it to go on sale and which is very true they did wait for it to go on sale so you know was it like a black friday sale yeah, it was yeah. a black friday yeah. sale yeah. on guns yeah <laughs> well, that know. shouldn't be legal that, that should not you be should legal. not be able to put guns on sale like no <laughs> no well uh, uh um uh, chris and i were talking off mic last week um about like uh, you know generally stuff about inflation and one thing we were saying is like guns are an investment strategy though yeah is like yeah. that that is like a they th- do appreciate yeah yeah gu- guns and mu- and musical instruments you know, yeah like especially, especially can... with laws because like you can get grandfathered in because you know taking people's guns is such like a uh uh obvious um obama thing to do well it's just it's 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 an obvious uh hot point political like uh you know hot potato so typically what happens is when they ban uh anything like related to firearms if you already owned it before they banned it then you can keep your grandfather did yeah 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 and uh that investing in guns you think are going to be banned um is a huge investment strategy and people do this like there was like a couple there was a period of time where you could get like um 
like basically like an SMG, like a submachine gun, like that was either semi-automatic or otherwise. Um, and if you had invested in this like class of firearms, it went up something like 6,000% over mm-hmm. the scope of like three years. Uh, in terms of value for these guns that, um, you know, were like banned after the fact. Um, and so anyway, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a weird, weird thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm into NFTs, new firearm trading. There you go. There you go. See, we gotta, we gotta make awful. these, these firearms non fungible, <laughs> non fungible, uh, gun. Did you see something? But he say that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was non fungible. <laughs> you know, it's been maybe this is a natural transition to Roe Ro versus Wade, but you know, it's been it's in it's the discourse again, folks. We are relitigating uh, twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and you love to see it. I saw somebody say uh, that that this is the fault of everybody who voted for Bernie. Good, but. Like, Bernie didn't run in the general. Like, he ran in the prime. That's not how primary voting works. Yeah, no. Who you vote for in the primary does not determine whether or not Hillary Clinton loses. Um, And this is already circulated on Twitter enough that people probably already remember this again. But Tim Kaine... Was an anti-abortion... Was an anti-abortion running mate of of hillary clinton which also had to reminded me that tim kane was hillary clinton's running mate i I totally forgot about that guy yeah Uh, but yeah this person was saying like to every to all the misogynist bernie bros out there who were saying that rbg should have just uh should have just retired she was not replaceable she rbg was (laughs) non-fungible which is just white liberal feminism token oh god that's tokenism yeah (laughs) Well, so um, this is, you know, we talked about the the so-called Texas abortion ban and we did a whole episode on abortion that is on our Patreon, patreon.com slash ironweeds, if you'd like to hear that. Um, And at the and I argued that that bill was not really doing what some people were saying that it was doing, like it was not an abortion ban. This was not the state being able to like arrest and prosecute and punish um, people giving or receiving abortions. Um, that's not what this is. This is an actual, like, this one is a threat to, like, established precedent of the right to an abortion in a way that the Texas ban was not. Right. Because this one is, uh, uh, the, the Mississippi law that would ban abortion after 15 weeks. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, and, and now it really does with seem no like. With no exceptions. With no exceptions whatsoever. Yeah. And so it, the, the Supreme Court really seems to be deciding whether or not. Well, like, you know, the, the conservative majority is trying to decide whether or not that means get rid of 15 weeks, you know, like anything after 15 weeks or get rid of abortion completely. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. Uh, and disturbing. it goes to the element of viability that was part of Roe versus Wade. Like a, an important part of that ruling was that uh, it w- so long as the fetus was not viable, meaning could not like survive outside the body of the um, of the the parent. Um, so with that, with that gone, it just basically leaves states free to ban abortion in whatever ways they want. And so they just abandoned that criteria. There wasn't like an advent of technology that suddenly made, you know, like 12 week old fetuses viable or something. Yeah. This is the thing that I I was wondering if this gets argued at all, is that like viability is a function of scientific and technological like ability to 
so like it's also highly variable uh, in different regions yeah, and different hospitals yeah, like d- different socioeconomic classes right yeah yeah, yeah so like it, it, that's so it's so strange to have a legal press like a legal opinion or like a law that is based on like the ability of science and technology to ima- do something yeah. can you imagine like a future where we have the technology to basically like take a you know 12 week old fetus and remove it from a mother and put it in something that brings it to term and like that's legal but like abortion isn't i mean that would be like i think really really great um i i think that people should have the right to get an abortion for whatever whenever why ever they want um but if there are, I think that a lot of people, like a lot of people have, it's very difficult for them to make the decision to abort a fetus. Um, and it's something that can haunt them. But if it was an option to not have to go through a, uh, a, a very difficult pregnancy and a very difficult birth to save the life of a child and then put it up for adoption, like if, if instead you could transfer a fetus to just like an incubator and grow that sucker and then adopt it out once it's done cooking, that would be, I think, a huge burden off of so many people who have to decide whether or not to carry a fetus to term. Um, yeah, it'd probably have a lot of other knock-on dystopian effects, though. I can imagine, like, a whole human farm, once yeah. you really get that going. Yeah. We can just, in vitro, create humans. And then you get to decide if those are real people, if they could be enslaved, like, do yeah. they have rights? Oh, are so they yeah. just yeah. organ vessels? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking that, like, the government takes them and does, like, a Janus project and turns them into judges for, uh, you know, to to be judge, jury, and executioner on that the That actually streets. sounds like a really good Sorry, idea. I've yeah. taken this way, way off the rails. I apologize, <laughs> listener. I and, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's, uh, yeah, that's a totally different um, thing to discuss or to think about. <laughs> maybe, maybe for a future episode we'll do a whole episode on the implications of being able to grow human beings um how likely is it that judge dread will become uh science fact <laughs> judge hershey such a great movie yeah it's a really good movie not not the the like 2018 one i like the 2018 one one it's fine it has no like political uh uh like implications more Uh, bulky plastic uniforms (laughs) (laughs) i i need a golden eagle on both shoulders yeah um so we won't know the uh we won't know the judgment until i think june but Damn. basically yeah. everyone is saying that they, this will the the conservatives will um vote together and it will be struck down. Damn, so, unless June? something yeah. were to happen to those conservative justices. What is the deal with that? Why has it got like a you know a 9 month egg timer on it? Like that's insanely long. It, it's I, it's I, just I, how that's just how the courts are though. Yeah, I I think it, they they hear arguments and then they like do a they do all the the decisions like all at once at yeah the, at the end crazy yeah. don't they only release decisions like twice a year if something that like, yeah, something yeah. Like that. um so it is going so you know the the way to think about this is it's going to even further divide the states because there are already states that have it in their constitutions that uh people have a right to an abortion and um nothing that happens federally will be able to you know um 
change that. Change those yeah. laws. New York is one. New York is one. Um, basically, all the states, it's all the usual suspects. Yeah. All, the, all the liberal blue states pretty much have it on the books that abortion is a legal right. But you're going to see just an ever-increasing divide between various states, various different political persuasions. And I think that that is, obviously, people losing the right to an abortion is horrible. But it's also like very dangerous that we continue to be more and more different from each other while trying to inhabit the same geopolitical space and system. Brittany and I were talking uh, the other day about like, uh, like a governor in one of these uh, abortion is legal states should just say like, we will cover up to uh, $5,000 in moving costs. Yeah. Give them asylum for, for people with uteruses to move to our state. Yeah. Wow. Like, I think that that would be a really politically noble project. Yeah. Um, I know that people are, are yeah, as far as like the pill abortion, uh, making that like a DA thing where you're just mail. Yeah. You know, like peer to peer. People just buy abortion pills and mail them to people who mm-hmm. need them in states where they can no longer get them. I saw, thing. I saw people were taking abortion pills in front of the Supreme Court uh, the other, like, like after that. That, that's fucking cool that came out yeah that what you should be doing is raw dogging it and then taking the abortion pill <laughs> in front of the supreme court Hell yeah that that would be some punk rock shit absolutely i love that yeah and you know there's this always happens every time abortion comes up in the discourse is a bunch of people saying everybody needs to get iud's and then that inevitably leads to a debate over whether or not IUDs are traumatic to experience the insertion of and like traumatic on the body. And it's like, this is so strange. So if you've never seen this implement, it can be very shocking. But the way that they insert an IUD, they have to grab onto the cervix so that it's not moving around while they're trying to get it in there. And the way that they do that is with a pincher that has just two needles on the end and they they use those that pincher and in like stab into the cervix and then cram the iud in there um and like there are all of these you know there are still all of these very persistent myths about like the female body and one of them is that the uterus doesn't or the cervix doesn't have nerve endings and you don't experience, and like, so, you know, it's uncomfortable, but it's not painful to use this. But, like, anybody with a cervix who's, like, you know, maybe had something go wrong during a during a romp or something like that, like, it's definitely can feel pain. It is absolutely 100%. The cervix feels pain. Jeez. <laughs> and so, you know, there was, I was reading this really, really long Twitter thread of where everybody was talking about IUDs and... um it's basically comprised of like the two extremes a bunch of doctors and nurses saying like no it's not for most people it's not a painful procedure they don't give you any local anesthetic or general anesthetic when they put this thing in you um and they say you know it's a two-minute procedure and it's not that it's not that traumatic on the body and then you have lots of people who have gotten IUD saying that they're incredibly traumatic on the body, that pe- that people experience pain for months afterwards, that they experience bleeding. And this isn't like menstrual bleeding. This is like bleeding from the tissue of your body. Um, and there are different types, too. There's like the copper one, and then there's one that has like um, uh, hormones. There's like a hormonal drink- and non-hormonal IUD, yeah. Um, and 
like, so it's, it's so frustrating to me because whenever these debates come up, like why it, it is always that, um, women and people who are capable of carrying a child to term are always the ones who have to suffer even more as these rights are being taken away. Like the, 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 you know, that the only option left or the best option left if abortion isn't available is to have a device like crammed into your body that could possibly cause you months or even years worth of medical issues. Um, Sounds like it'd be safer just to mandate vasectomies. I mean, they have, they've developed uh, like male birth controls. And the reason that they haven't been like brought to the market is primarily because they had side effects. Whereas, like, birth control, like, <laughs> yeah, hormonal birth control... No side effects is, at it, all. Yeah. Well known to have no side effects, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. And, the, and there's also, like, this, like, self-fulfilling prophecy of, like, men won't let you do anything to their genitals to, like, to deal with that, and they have low tolerances, but that's, like, marketing... It's what people in, like, the, the marketing department of phar- pharmaceutical companies generally think, and then, like, of course, we're never going to figure that out or change that culture until... We have something viable on the market that you can encourage people to do. I don't know. It seems it. it, it I think it is also another um, uh, 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 victim of the for-profit pharmaceutical companies. That like companies is that in the whole industry, right? Is that like you don't have an opportunity to say like let's change how uh, like we intervene in uh, baby making. <laughs> and, yeah. and, well, you know, and and so you, you never get any innovation in this field because everyone's like ah it's not it's not a money maker yep well you know it's like that's the di- um the dialectic of of manhood right yes. or, or masculinities yeah. we are both baby and uh bruce willis and diehard right yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. speaking of christmas movies the two genders yeah all right. I wanted to go back really quick to this uh, this shooter in Michigan because there is the fucking strangest video. I'm going to play it's a this. Hell of a take. It's a hell of a take. It is. It's a wild ride. I'm going to play this for you guys. Okay. Um, now Chris has n- has not seen this before. Brittany and I have. Correct. So your live reaction vid or uh, audio. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a video for us. It's an audio. It's audio for you. Yeah. Look at the photos of Ethan Crumbly people on social media and some media outlets are using. He's now 15, and yet they chose this angelic-looking photo from about when he was 10. What is the purpose of this when there are several other photos, like his mugshot, that could have been shown instead? The same sort of tactic is used in reverse against black perpetrators and even victims. Rather than use their school photo of them smiling and looking like good kids, they use the meanest looking, most aggressive photo they can find on social media to portray them as villains. They attempt to portray them as people who either obviously would commit the heinous crime they did or victims who deserved it. They do this to placate a certain bias and mindset that the audience already holds. And the same looks to be happening in this case. Showing Crumbly as this innocent-looking angelic white kid is intended to stoke fear and support a narrative that white people, no matter how nice they look, are domestic terrorists who should who we should all be afraid of. I was with her until the last <laughs> sentence. <laughs> it really takes a turn. It really takes yeah, a turn. I did not. Yeah, just don't see that one coming. It's from uh, fucking rising. This yeah. I hate that. Oh God, it's so terrible. What, what is rising? It's like it's the hills like web of. TV network can, thing. Can you run that back one more time? What was the, the last <laughs> sentence again? Exactly. It, 
the the idea is that even nice looking little white boys will could be domestic terrorists. Well, that, I mean, that's right? clearly true. Fear and support a narrative that white people, no matter how nice they look, are domestic terrorists who should who we should all be afraid of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, she must like misread that last line a little bit because it doesn't jive with the rest of the the piece no, that she's making. No, she's doing it on purpose. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Okay. That is a hundred percent on purpose. It is the rising is like if you were to mash together like Rachel Maddow and Tucker Carlson and just like make just like put them together <laughs> and like watch them duke it out because they they have like you know it's like Ryan Grimm is one of the hosts so they yeah, have right. these That's like what it was, yeah. you know. um and before that, it was Crystal Ball. It was and Crystal Ball, yeah. The Just other the worst guy. name. I, you know, it, it's, 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 it doesn't unfair. need to be said new, anew, but Crystal Ball, are you fucking kidding me? It's anyway. unfair. Is it a pen name or is that her actual? No, that's her real name. That's, oh, wow. I think that's her real name. Yeah. yeah. No, she ran for Congress. She, or she was in Congress. She was a, a Congresswoman. Uh, and then um, she, I did not know that. Yeah, really? yeah. Huh. She um, the scandal that ruined her political career was being a sexy devil at a Halloween party, like in college. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's times have changed. Times yes, have changed. They sure have. Yeah. 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 Photos came out of her looking like a, a a a slutty devil or something like that, and she like had to get out of politics. Jesus no. fucking yeah. Christ. Yeah. Should, she should have leaned into that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. You just now, sh- now showing up, you, could, uh, you know. Now you can be first lady with naked pictures of you on the internet. So oh, yeah. I feel like, no, well, you know, which is progress. Progress, yeah, objectively. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, you can make better Christmas decorations uh, if you had naked pictures of yourself on the internet before you became first lady. What? Well, I, look, it's an N of one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about evil Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Those decorations were way better than what no, they, they have weren't. right now. They were fucking hideous. No, yeah, they're Ugh. way better. Her decor no. Okay. No, they were it was cool. No. Agree to disagree. Uh, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that that's wild. Uh it, I mean, you know, it is crazy that this happens with such regularity though. That like they they pick out like the the most like, you know, adorable like picture of like, you know, like a white mass shooter like cuddling a puppy and right, blah, yeah. blah 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 and then you know like the I mean it it's pointing out a real phenomenon. Like remember the whole Michael Brown uh, yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. definitely no, something it's that happens, thing. but yeah. I don't think that the intention of it is to stoke fear of white people. <laughs> like, I don't think that that's <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I that really had to take like a sitting down in a quiet room with a blank sheet of paper like how is this something that hurts white people <laughs> like, really thinking yeah. that one through it's hell of a take yeah a real shower thought there okay so folks may may or may not have been following the Ghislaine maxwell trial uh true anon is doing like daily reporting daily reporting it is I am absolutely glued to it. Um, but so, you know, Glenn's on trial for uh, child trafficking. And I, somebody shared this, this conspiracy theory on Reddit. And I don't think that it's true. But I do really? think you that don't? it's very funny. You don't think this is true? No, I, I don't know. I mean, it seems... It seems... It's pretty compelling. Pretty compelling. Okay, so... Uh, this theory in question. Okay, so evidence that a user on Reddit named Maxwell Hill 
was Ghislaine Maxwell's account, and this is a power user. So they were the first account to ever collect a million karma. Um, they like ever, ever, yep. Okay. Um, they at the time that this was posted, which was a couple months ago, um, the account had the twelfth twelfth most link karma. Um, and it was eighth when the post ceased. So basically Maxwell Hill was a very active Reddit user who produced a lot of highly upvoted posts. Um, and there has not been a single post from the account at all since the day Ghislaine Maxwell was arrested. Oh, and, and this account is also, was also an administrator for, yeah, I'm going to go down all the, the evidence. Um, so, this account posted almost every day for 14 years, right up until Ghislaine Maxwell was arrested. Um, there are gaps in posting that line up with the date of her mother's death and the Kleiner Perkins party, um, where she was reported being seen um, by one of the uh, Reddit uh, admins, Ellen K. Powell. Um, the user claims to have been born in December. And uh, as Ellen Powell's the CEO of Reddit, isn't she? Uh, yeah, but I think at the time, oh, oh okay, I don't remember Ellen Powell. Yeah, CEO yeah. admin. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, like she physically w- had was w- at a party with her. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> so she the the user claims to be born in December. Uh, Ghislaine's birthday is December twenty fifth. Um, oh, she, she's a Christmas baby. She's a Christmas baby. Yeah. Wow. No, There's no, something about that that fucks you up. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, yeah. Shelley, you're good. <laughs> yeah, I know. She, not not you, Shelley, but other people. But it it, it does uh, uh, track with uh, Ghislaine not being Jewish. Yeah. No, she's right. yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, she doesn't identify as Jewish. Correct. So you know that's nor should she. <laughs> Um, The account posted numerous articles about why we should legalize child exploitation material. Um, Um. It complained about overzealous child protection laws, Um. discusses the age of consent in various countries. Um, This is confirming all of my worst suspicions about power users of Reddit. Yeah. Like the fact that this is the number one account and this is what they posted about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this account was a moderator of a lot of different subreddits, like world news, politics, like a, a ton of the big ones. Yeah, anything they could put their finger on the scale of uh, child uh, exploitation. And liberal culture in general. Wow. Like, there was a lot of, like, liberal political propagandizing. Like, um, when you say liberal, are you talking, like, Rachel Maddow liberal or, uh, you know, like, yeah. philosophical? Like, standard, like, know? damn, no, like, damn lib. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, but it was also a moderator of uh, environment as well as a small subreddit called Enviro Action with lots of posts about ocean protection and the Terramar project, which are all pet projects of Ghislaine environment and especially ocean, yeah. ocean environmentalism. I, um, I guess you develop a real problem for seeing ocean waste when you're constantly on the Lolita Express, like I guess flying so. to yeah. Little St. James. Yeah. Well, no, this also was some, in international waters and, you know, this was something just like while, while I'm out here breaking <laughs> every law of, of, of man, you know, no, she like, was, you know, this, this was, could be look a little bit nicer. She was very passionate about this in high school. Okay. Like she, this is something that she's been passionate about since she was very young. Um, the username Maxwell Hill may be a combination of her surname and the family estate in the UK, Headington Hill Hall. 
So it does spam a lot of liberal propaganda, but it has never mentioned anything Epstein related. Conspicuously. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're like a moderator and, and like heavy poster in politics and like world news and all of these other like political subreddits, but you've never posted anything about Epstein. Um, and you have posted constantly about how we should, you know, not protect children and we should lower the age of consent. Yeah. And that, you know, the age of consent laws in various countries. Yeah. And that you're yeah. debating. I mean, it's. Um, okay. Uh, she also has done a few AMAs. I shouldn't say she, cause we don't know. If okay, this sure, is her. sure. So Maxwell Hill has done, um, a few AMAs and uses lots of British terminology, um, like bollocks and very, various other English colloquialisms. Um, the user claims to be male, but that may well be an attempt to remain anonymous, which is not surprising. Does Reddit have, like, geotagging? Like, do they have IP address, you know, information at all uh, associated with when people are posting? Um, I I think that they they can read your IP address, but I don't think, like, you can't read it's somebody's, like, like, a user can't see somebody else's IP. That would be really fucked up if you could. Like, yeah. that would not be safe for people. But I could also see it as being, like, one of the things to potentially, like, being compliance with, like, federal investigation laws and shit like that, right. like, as it relates to... To publicly list No, 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 I... not publicly. But, like you said, like, uh, Reddit, the company, being able well, to Well, Reddit tell... uses IP addresses to monitor vote rigging, vote manipulation. Mm. So, like, when you get dinged for vote manipulation, they're looking at things like your IP address, um, as well as, like, the span of time in which multiple accounts will vote on the same thing, or mm. whether or not you're directed to a page via a link, because mm. they can see that, whether you're just on Reddit and you see it, or if you follow okay. a link to it. But IP is one of the ways that they okay. will will monitor if you're using multiple accounts. So then it is possible that Reddit could provide some more evidence linking this account to uh uh Ghislaine Maxwell. Like right? if Reddit were to pop. release the yeah. the IP addresses that the account used to post under? Yeah, if someone were to subpoena that or something. Um Pro yeah, I don't know if you yeah, can maybe. subpoena something like that from, yeah, pr probably, from Reddit. Yeah, probably won't even, you know, factor into like any of the, the facts of the case of all the charges well, that she's being, you know, brought up on, right? The one thing that I thought was important about this is that Reddit eventually got bought by Condé Nast. Yes. A company that Ghislaine has a financial stake in. Yes. And, and Epstein. And really? Epstein. Yeah. yeah. So, so what is Condé Nast? Condé Nast is a media company that owns everything from like Bon Appetit to Wired Magazine, um, uh, Reddit, uh, partially. I don't know if they still own a stake in it, but you know, it's a, it's a holding company for different, uh, uh, better known media huh. ventures. Yeah. They yeah. own a bunch of different stuff. So do with it what you will. Yeah. I don't know. Was Ghislaine Reddit a power, <laughs> was Ghislaine Reddit, was Ghislaine Maxwell a power Reddit user who was, um, shifting the discourse via a combination of liberal propaganda and, um, Leading questions about leading uh, child sex laws. <laughs> well, Advocating yeah. for the legality of child sexual abuse materials. Yeah, um, yeah forget her, her impact on liberal politics. What about libertarian politics? 
Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, Reddit has had a big impact on that. Yeah, um, and, it, and libertarians love to talk about Age of Consent laws. Yeah, they certainly yeah. do. Um, as well as, like, a bunch of people directly associated with, um, once again, Jeffrey Epstein. Like, um, remember when Alan Dershowitz, like, came out, like, with all of these things and was like, I've been advocating for a reduction in the age of consent laws for, for decades. Yeah. This has nothing to do <laughs> with the, I've the been reason. on that shit forever. <laughs> <laughs> I've wanted to fuck 16 year olds since I was 14. <laughs> it's not my fault that it suddenly went from being normal to not normal. <laughs> the angel of history is just always looking backwards. <laughs> At younger and younger women. <laughs> so, very interesting. Dark days. Yeah. Um, and if you want to hear more about uh, child pornography, um, we're going to be talking about that in the bonus. Yeah. The, unfortunately. Yeah. The CIA, CIA is harboring a lot of pedophiles. Yeah. Including Epstein. I mean, you know, like the, the intelligence tie-in uh, with Epstein um, was huge. Yeah. Like that, they, they uh, were principally involved in getting the um, uh, what was it? The Florida AG to like basically let him off the hook like with, you know, like a, a slap on the wrist and a sealing of um, any of the names of any co-conspirators as part of the deal. Yeah. I mean, they told Costa that he's CIA, right? Like, like yeah, Epstein, yeah, Epstein's yeah. an asset. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. They, they, like flat out told him that. So either they, it, that's plausible enough that an AG would be like, oh, okay, or uh, and, and and it was a lie, but it's a plausible lie, which is bad enough, I think. Or it was definitely true, <laughs> you know. And like, and it, yeah, and and and, and also, uh, you know, uh, Ghislaine's father was uh, Mossad, which is basically yeah. you know like a an offshoot of the CIA because everything that Israel does is an offshoot of the United States State Department. So, hmm. yeah. Uh, they are the uh, spying Hanukkah to our spying Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> to take that. I give it my blessing. <laughs> my Jewish blessing. <laughs> uh I haven't been following the Glean trial very closely. Um, it, 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 how's it going? Does um, it look like she's got great outfits? She's yeah, she's dressed to impress. Um, her the defense attorneys seem to be um, on Friday. The guy, the 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 one lawyer, I, his name. They keep calling him Pagliacci. I know that's not his name, but um, he really seemed to like fuck the dog on the yeah. last day. Like he was just very flustered and very. Um, one of the victims, victim one, Jane Doe, is uh, has requested anonymity, and she's not really anonymous. Like she's talked in the press before; people mm -hmm. know who she is. But for the purposes of the trial and the filing, she is anonymous, and the judge has been reminding everyone to refer to her as Jane Doe, victim one. And the judge had said this to him, to the defense attorney, and he kind of got like a little miffed about it and was like, of course I will. I've even blocked it out on my piece of paper. And then, like, as if you're stepping on rakes, he like instantly her said her name. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they had uh, one of the housekeepers um, testified for two days and gave some really compelling testimony about how weird the house was run. Yeah. Like, it was... The, the the rules for how the house needed to be run were, first of all, written by, like, a duchess 
Um, and Ghislaine was the one who instituted the rules and they were just like, it, it, it was more like how you would run like a, a five-star hotel yeah. or something than like a private house. Is this the private house on Little St. James or is this the, cause this he had an upstate in New York one. Yeah, this is a Palm yeah, Beach house. This is the Palm Beach house. Okay, yeah. Um, and like one thing that's just really, there are an unhinged number of photographs in this house. Almost like, like he wants people who go in there to be like, I take lots of photos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at all these people I have photos of. Yeah. Uh, constantly it's taking weird. photos. Yeah. Like every horizontal surface surface is just covered in framed photos. Yeah. And so like they have two, they, uh, there are two bathrooms off the master bedroom um and one for jeffrey and one for Ghislaine. Yeah. but when Ghislaine was out of town and jeffrey was bringing another woman by they would remove all the photos from Ghislaine's bathroom because she had lots of they have photos in the bathroom they would remove all the photos so that it would look like you know this was just a standard Airbnb. this this wasn't anybody's specific bathroom you yeah. know um and then once galen was coming back all the photos would be replaced these are orders that are in Gal- the manual that galen gave him so this is like you know galen's orders that when jeffrey brings another woman over take all my pictures out of the bathroom so that she doesn't know that you know i'm the girlfriend very strange shit yeah it's just really um weird yeah, dark shit. Very dark shit. Um, I, I know what everybody on the internet is interested in, which is to say, will the co-conspirators, the powerful, you know, members of the ruling class that, uh, you know, frequented this estate and uh, Jeffrey and Glane's services, um, will they be named? Will they... <laughs> you know, like see any justice, like, you know, the whole thing of, will they see any justice? Well, the whole thing about, you know, um, Epstein getting suicided, like that was seemingly a hit, you know? And, yeah. and f- seemingly for the purpose yeah, of, there's no fucking chance, dude. There's yeah. not, Galen's not even going to go down for this shit. I would be, I would be very surprised if really? Galen had any like major consequences for this. Really? The defense seems to be running with a, Exception of what we just described, the defense seems to be running circles around. Even with the victim testimony about how, you know, she was coached to like be raped. Yeah, but I mean, even when Jeffrey Epstein was caught raping children the last time, yeah, yeah. he went to jail. He like barely even went to jail. Yeah, but it also happened with way less scrutiny. Like, you know, like. But she also didn't like rape these girls as far as we know like the defense is going to make the argument that she herself was a victim of jeffrey wow. that's that's going to be their argument um they're already setting it up to be that so to me the likelihood look maybe glenn goes to prison maybe she doesn't but anybody else going down for this seems so hilariously unlikely to me that it's i i can't even speculate on it because it just sounds it just seems what what evidence past or present would get would give us any indication that anyone powerful is going to be held accountable for any of this. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess, I guess the, the, the fact, the fact that Jeffrey was suicided, you know, like that's the, the only thing that, that got me thinking about it. I mean, maybe someone will get suicided. I don't know. Maybe someone will kill Bill Clinton. I don't, it seems unlikely <laughs> to me, but so yeah, that's the Golene trial. 
crazy. If if anybody is interested in, I mean, look, either at this point, either you like True and Honor, you don't. Um, but they have been doing some pretty amazing coverage of it. Yeah, I have day. to check it out. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, <laughs> do we want to get to Rod Dreher? Yeah. 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 All right. So. I had been wanting to do this uh, all week. I've been looking forward to doing it. And we can show you screenshots of our, <laughs> like, uh, um, the, like the edit history of our planning document that shows that we put this in the docket, like, like days ago. So this happens to us sometimes where we get scooped by Chapo and I hate it. Um, and also because our release schedule is very similar. So sometimes like we will have recorded something before the release of their episode, but they say this, they have the same topics that we have, whatever. That's just part of the, that's just the nature yeah. of the business baby. But <laughs> they did already do on their, you, Chris, you said it was on their premium feed. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So they did this on their premium feed, um, a, a reading of this Rod Dreher piece, but I want to do it too, because it's really funny. And, and we're doing it on Maine, which means that we are the podcast of the people. Exactly. You don't <laughs> need to pay. We're not some bourgeois. We're, yeah, we're like Dogecoin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is Rod Dreher in The American Conservative, and I'm going to try to read it without laughing, but it's going to be hard. But you will fail. The, t- the title is Heine Liquors of Princeton. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> A non-faculty source at Princeton University, one of the crown jewels of American higher education, sent me these from flyers that RAs provided to students. And then it features a couple of flyers and, um, you know, free, safer sex supplies without the awkwardness where they offer to deliver, um, you know, prophylactics. No, not prophylactics. Yeah, yeah, prophylactics. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's another one: choose your own sexual adventure. Safer sex kits delivered discreetly to your mailbox. And there are some categories. Uh, one is butt stuff, internal condom, unflavored external condoms, dental dams, blah blah blah. Slip and slide, oral fixation, latex free, wrap it up, manual play. These are the types of uh, safe sex packages that they. And this is something that, like, the university itself is doing, not yeah. like a subcontractor that's just trying well, to sell more condoms or something. I mean, I don't know who it's RAs are providing it to students. Is Got all it. Know, it's so, yeah. for free, right? I, I It doesn't say that they that it costs anything. Okay. So, yeah. see, guys, Chris has enrolled in Princeton uh, <laughs> University. So, like, this I is, just want to know. Well, he's thinking about it. He's yeah, thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. Like, do I have to but go to the bursar's office? Stuff, sex? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. They're going to need to be like the Magnums just because like <laughs> the normal ones, they're just, they're too small. Uh. All right. He goes on. I know it makes me out to be an old coot, but so what? Is this what the American elite has become? Do people send their kids to Princeton? Tuition, room, board, fees, $74,190. Damn. To have the university's agents encourage them to lick each other's butts? <laughs> because that's what's happening. <laughs> this really is a tell. The U.S. ruling class is increasingly degenerate, don't you think? It's yeah. not that butt licking and other perversions were unknown prior to today. It's that one of the most important universities in the world is now encouraging what one imagines are among the most intelligent students in the world to amuse themselves by licking each other's butts and offers to provide them with the setups to do so. Didn't like George W. Bush like jerk off in Geronimo's skull? 
right? (laughs) It's cool that like this. This is what's disgusting. This is butt stuff is like kind of. Geronimo was a dude. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Once upon a time, people looked up to the Ivy League as representative of the best America, and now, in Princeton's case, they're determined to carry out a campaign drive out. They're determined to carry out a campaign drive out impressive. Okay, this is his typo. Impressive scholars for standing up to neo-racist progressive initiatives. And they're engaged in grooming behavior to encourage students to act out sexual scenarios they've seen on porn clips. This is your American ruling class in 2021. And yet, how many normie Americans would still send their kids to Princeton because they want their kid to be credentialed by an Ivy League school and to be launched into the elite of elites social class? How many conservative Americans would do that? Most of them, I would wager. Tyler was so normal, and then he went to Princeton, and now he just can't stop licking his sister's butt. (laughs) He keeps yelling, stepsister, stepsister, come back. Is Rob Trayer like an eight coon user? Like, like, why is he dropping the the, the phrase "normie"? Uh, I mean, "normie" is a fifteen year old internet term. Like, that's normie's normie now. Made it into the okay. It, normies right. can totally use "normie" now. Okay. Um, we can we conservatives can be hypocritical about this stuff. We will read stuff in the conservative media about how rotten the elite universities are and how nearly all of academia is ruining itself with wokeness, and we will nod along with suggestions that our kids might be better off with a trade school education than a college degree. But if you're that kind of conservative, and your kid comes to you and suggests that trade school might be a better fit for him than college, you might well blow a gasket and say, no, son, you have to go to college, because reasons. It might just be a giant hypocrite. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the real reason is that trade school is considered a step down in social class. Well, now I'm imagining the meme where it's like, are you winning, son? And then the son is eating ass with like a, a diploma from Princeton on the wall. <laughs> Might have to make that the episode art. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> this happened to me recently. My middle son is 17. He's a smart kid, makes good grades, but he prefers working with his hands and prefers to be outdoors. <laughs> prefer, well, there's a sex kit for that. Yeah, Working baby. with your hands. Yeah. And he remembers the lecture my late father gave him a decade ago, the one I heard a thousand times as a kid. In Never which my... touch your butt. <laughs> no matter what it's you do. To wash your butt. <laughs> don't ever touch your butthole. <laughs> In which my dad railed about how he really wanted to go to trade school, but his parents guilted him into going to college, and how he resented his desk job from day one until retirement. My son said he thinks he might be happier going to trade school and learning how to work on equipment. This brings him pleasure. He bought his first car recently, a pickup truck, and he loves working on it. It could be that he is mistaking enthusiasm for working on his truck for a sign of a vocation in the trades. We'll see over the next year. He's got a year and a half left in high school. But I told him that if he discerns that trade school is better for him, then I will support that path forward. I can't be a hypocrite who chronicles the decline of American universities by day, but who would nevertheless insist that my son get a college degree when he doesn't want to go to college, but instead wants to learn how to fix machines and build things. It's like, son, don't you want to be like me when you're older and writing about the sexual exploits of children on college campuses for a living? Like, you can't do that if you learn to weld. You know, a life of the mind. <laughs> yeah, this is this is funny for a lot of reasons, right? One, because butts. But, but also that 
um, I it, this is the funniest way possible to br- like maintain the myth that education is like the deciding factor in how like your life chances and not that like it is a, it is cultural that what rod is saying that you know like it is cultural that people who are well off get finished in you know go to finishing school which is basically college now and that uh, th- that that's what's tracking, and not that like more education necessarily improves your life chances because we we have no social mobility in this country anymore. So it's I, I don't know, it's, it's just funny that like yeah, Rod Dreher's son is going to be fine no matter what if he, yeah. he goes yeah. to like a trade school yeah. and like and then you know like uh, works at a Subaru dealership, you know, like replacing windshield wiper blades. Like yeah, that or become it... a master plumber who works 20 yeah. hours a week and, you know, makes $150 an hour. Yeah. Like that, like that. No, no hate to plumbers. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah fucking rules. Doing it. Yeah. No, I'm fucking do respect. It. Yeah. I have fucked up enough plumbing to have mad respect for plumbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's, that's just fucking funny. All right. If I had a child at Princeton and I found out that the university was handing out hiney licking kits to them, I would be on the phone to the university president to raise hell. Hell, I'm already doing that. <laughs> Think I, of- <laughs> Roger, it's like, I'm immediately going to call the president of Princeton University for the hiney licking kits. Getting my kid yeah, to lick yeah, butts. Yeah, no way. Yeah. Flavored lube. Yeah. Right. I, I do like the idea that like we're he's just, he just immediately goes to like oh yeah I could definitely get the president of Princeton on the phone. <laughs> Think about what a gift to the Chinese and Russians something like this is. <laughs> <laughs> the American uh. elites at one of their premier institutions of higher learning provide help and material assistance to turn the leadership class of tomorrow into a clack of butt lickers and oral fetishists who are too fragile to hear arguments that make them anxious. This is what progressivism is doing to America. That's so cool. This is the bizuocracy in action. Wow. Now, what is the bizuocracy? I did not know. That's the thing that gives he you Havana help- syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> he helpfully links to, and this is real, Urban Dictionary. Okay. Spectacular. On the, so, okay, I don't know exactly how to pronounce this. It looks like bizuo or bizo, um, B-A-I-Z-U-O, but it Two is a- animals. Two wolves that are inside you. <laughs> and you're sexually attracted to both equally. Um, so this is a mainland Chinese term referring to white leftists. Um, and it's a term coined for a specific subset of Westerners who are despised by most Chinese for their pretentiousness, hypocritical behavior, and an overbearing sense of entitlement. Baizus are co- are mostly characterized by their heavy use of political correctness and double standards to covertly advance their own material or to covert... Uh, to covertly advance their own material or emotional interests at the expense of others, while claiming otherwise from a self-assumed superior moral position. Yeah, that's a cool word. It's a very cool word. Um, it also sounds like something that the conservative Americans have been searching for for a very long time. And, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like something that they would make up, but. Yeah. Yeah, there's like the CIA implants into I mean, yeah, uh, that's... the Chinese lexicon. So then um so there's an update at the end of this article. <laughs> update. Um and it says someone tiny looking changes. <laughs> it's not it's it's 
this time it's the transes that oh. are terrible. Um, so someone at Princeton sent me photos of a text from mandatory training for Princeton freshmen. Notice how highly contentious cultural theory claims are presented by Princeton as fact. Also um, notice how, uh, like, uh, Rod Dreher gets immediately, like, updates from people who go to Princeton because, like, Princeton is not a liberal bastion. Yeah. Like, it's a... <laughs> Like, these are very conservative institutions well, that, that is... read the conservative and they're like, oh, I hate my liberal institution. <laughs> then we're, we're all a bunch of conservatives going to it. I mean, this is like, if this is from their mandatory training for Princeton freshmen, like, this is pretty left shit. It's about the Kambahi River Collective, um, you know, uh, trans, trans inclusion, uh, you know, attacks against black trans women in particular, like... It, this That's this good. one ends with your feminism needs to be trans inclusive everywhere and every day. Feminism, when inclusive and intersexual, is intersectional, is and intersexual. Why not? Is good for everyone, including women, people of other marginalized genders, and men. Feminism is good for everyone, and so we should all be feminists. Um, and this makes him very angry. He does not like this. So. Yeah, that's it. That's we, the. We, we keep talking about the tr- about trans people. What about the transatlantic? elites that want to go to princeton but are elite oxford bred english people who are turfs and don't want to lick butts they probably want to lick butts but they're secret about it okay um this is like this this uh panic this moral panic about the degeneracy of the ruling elites in this country who were already it degenerate just, in the first they place. They have been, they have always been degenerate. Yeah. yeah. I've People watched in succession. Power, <laughs> like, go to fucking the, the court at Versailles. Like, y'all, the ruling class has always been a bunch of, like, perverted sexual deviants. And it's the only thing that's cool about them. Like, it's the only <laughs> thing that's cool about them is that they're playing with butts and, like, having fun. Yeah, like you go to Versailles and they've got the little pug dogs and that they hide in their <laughs> giant powdered wigs and they're like eating chocolates shaped that are like shaped like their buttholes and stuff. And like and, shitting in the corner of, yeah. a, of a room. That is my favorite thing about... Uh, about Versailles? About Versailles is that, like, yeah, people would just like shit like... Every out, room just, just had out, a shitter. Out in the, Like a pot. Yeah. And people would just like walk over Pop and shit in it. Yeah. Sh- like, you imagine like someone is having like an enormous meal. You don't, you don't need to demonstrate. You can <laughs> David, your, pull your pants no, back up. You guys have to see this, okay? <laughs> this is culture. This is your Western culture. <laughs> Chris, you said you don't use this pot, right? You don't use this one? <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, the Twilight of the Elites. Wow. It's so, yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, it's really, really weird that he's so caught up in the sexual exploits of college students. Serious FOMO this guy has. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's very strange. And um, yeah, like the idea that they are um, trans-inclusive uh, and um, into butt stuff is going to be the reason that the ruling class is going to be degenerate in the future. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I like. I keep thinking about this whole um, the word. What was it? Baizu or yeah, baizuocracy. Baizuocracy, and it's it seems like a lot of projection from, 
from, you think? from, from, from <laughs> Rod. Like Rod explained in like a thousand words how much of an utterly like you know um, intellectually uh, bankrupt like hypocrite he was as it relates to the whole like. Um, uh, not sending your kids to yeah, elite like, institute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, after like you know attacking them as like you know the 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 bane of um, Western civilization for. Like, I mean, I think being a parent turns you into that. Like, how many? Um, I, I I there are parents who say who like really support public education and feel like public education needs to be funded and yeah. it's really important. Who send their kids to private school? Yeah, because at the end of the day, you want the best for your kid. Yeah. Um. Even if that means sending them off to, you know, Butlicker University. (laughs) Boss donates all confiscated drugs to a cool party. (laughs) To his friend's party. Oh, goodness. Yes, that's right. It's time for a wildflower. It is. Uh, wildflower. It's, uh, always, it's, it's a good it's good it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. You it's thought we one. you thought we weren't gonna talk about it. Uh so just a little so Ontario, follow up on our yeah. uh Portugal making it illegal for your boss to bother you when you're not on company time. Uh Ontario just did the same thing. Fuck wow. yeah. Yeah. But that's not the wildflower. We've got something better. We had I had no fewer than three people message me directly about this news. <laughs> Um, it's important news. And I take that as a real compliment yeah. um, that people know what's important to me in my life. Yeah. McLaughlin to face criminal charges in attorney general's case. Airhorn sound. <laughs> yeah. um, that's right. The boss of Rensselaer County has been arraigned on uh, federal charges uh, focused on misuse of campaign funds. So th- it's, this is weird, right? Because so, yes, this is very exciting. The the thing that's weird, though, is that they've been watching him since, like, 2017, I think it said, right? So, that's four years, and all that they have uh, um, arraigned him for was that he took $5,000 from the campaign funds, gave it to a... Uh, um, a like a, a um, I forgot what kind of company company it was. It was, it was, it was something for campaign related things. It seemed like, and then they cut him a check for thirty five hundred dollars back to him. Yeah. So in that way, it's like money laundering, where you just like take money out of your campaign account and just take it for yourself. Yeah, you can't pay yourself directly, but you can. Yeah. But it's not just that. He there are also. Uh, elements of the investigation that say that he like gave that is a big one but there's tons of other tiny ones that he gave employees bonuses in exchange for them returning an amount of that bonus into the campaign itself yeah um and there are like i don't know half a dozen instances of that that right. i saw in this uh in this reporting by and they're charging him for that too or is was that just something that they that the article talks about it's part of the attorney general's investigation yeah so i don't know if he's been arraigned on those charges specifically right. but okay. it is something that she's looking into yeah, yeah. okay and, and the um, thirty five hundred dollars in question was uh allegedly to pay a private debt to a disgruntled employee who he also had to return a laptop and I think like a tablet or an iPad or something mm-hmm. to as well. And uh, apparently did so through the use of the state police or something? Like, yeah. yeah. I, the state trooper says he had no idea that he was handing over like laundered money. But one, two things. One, like 
why why have a state trooper a state trooper to like deliver a check and two like you definitely fucking knew dude Come why on. on why else I, it's so would weird. the rensselaer county executive not the boss of the whole fucking county be giving you a check to deliver if, yeah, it, if right. there's not something shady going on right? that doesn't make any sense also yeah. what was this debt about like what kind of big boss has a thirty five hundred dollar like like debt to a former employee i bet it's gambling debt um or some other kind of like shut up money yeah hush yeah, yeah. hush money um it's got to be something like that yeah i'm I'm interested in, in into the backstory as to like what type of leverage this previous you know former employee uh had to be able to like pull thirty five hundred dollars out of steve huh? it's also very strange like this the county executive makes like six figures he can't come up with 3500 bucks on his own he has to do a, he has to do an embezzlement how do you think the rich stay rich David? yeah i know they yeah. use it they they don't yeah. use their money to yeah. do stuff like this otherwise they wouldn't have all the money they have <sighs> I, I, and I i mean it's got to be frustrating when you run a really successful campaign and you know that like you're you're kind of unbeatable, and yet there's this huge fucking pot of money that can only be used for getting you elected. Like the one thing that you don't need the money for, it's just fucking sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's stuff you can do with that, right? Like you enroll it into like other, you know, um, elections and stuff, like within your. your yeah, you your, can give it to other people. What kind yeah. of chump wants to do that with thousands and thousands you have of dollars? A, a disgusting bacchanalia. <laughs> Yeah, you, you could. You, yeah, you could have a big party. Yeah, it's so campaign finance laws are so weird. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I'm really glad to see you, Steve, do a perp walk. Um, you know, he's just a corrupt asshole. Did he? He didn't though. Did he? He got arrested. Yeah, but yeah. Did, did they cuff him? Was did no, anyone got, see got, him? He, he no, got to he walk got, swagger, yeah, yeah. but he had to wear a mask. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Which that, that's pretty that, funny. That's so he was bent and broken. Yeah, you know? yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he got owned. But this is pretty weak, you know. They like they they probably aren't going to give this guy jail time for this. Oh, um, no, he's not going to see inside of a jail cell. But you know, like they're it, what's annoying is that you know, like I was on um W O O C um uh, recently talking about the the latest round of elections, and one thing that I brought up there, and I've tweeted about it before, is that like I mean, it's just like so out in the open all of the corruption that he does, whether it's like technically illegal or not he just like flouts it so bad like the fact that he moved the senior center into city station yeah and then the management company of city station like cut him a check cut him a check for a thousand dollars the very next day that he announced it like it's just like so out in the open and like all the paving companies that are like on the instagram account are like also giving him money it's just like yeah it's really really anything significant will happen to him when he's just at like out of the closet corrupt yeah so but it's still cool it's still i mean really it's still cool that they're gonna probably he's probably gonna squirm answering yeah. some of these questions um and any any idea as to why the state took you know four years and like waited till after the election it takes for, a lot of time to build an investigation yeah. like, also she's running for governor and she's running for governor yeah yeah I mean, I don't think taking down the ex- the county executive is gonna like really. Although the New York Times did, she took down Cuomo. Yeah. yeah, like that's the New York Times big. reported on it, and they reported on it as uh, him being a you know like enemy of Cuomo. Yeah. Oh, so, and, and Chris Cuomo got fired this morning. And Chris Cuomo got you know. There's just so much has happened in the last week. I'm sure we'll think of as soon as we finish reporting <laughs> some other thing we didn't even talk about. Chris Cuomo 
yeah. got got fucking pitched from from CNN. Yeah, for doing the the stuff that we were talking about, you know, like what was it, half a year ago? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so now uh, both Cuomo brothers unemployed. I think that they should that start means. a podcast. They're going to start a podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it should be called Cuomo Bros. Yeah, yeah. Cuomo uh, Bro Hour. Yeah. And um, they should just debate over who mommy loved more. Oh, see, I was thinking that it could be called Sunday Dinner. Okay, yeah, <laughs> and, I like that. And the and the podcast will always end with who is no longer invited to Sunday Dinner. <laughs> And it will just be like That's someone perfect. that has wronged them in the last like 30 years. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Chris Cuomo, Andy, if either of you ever wants to come on Iron Weeds, we'd love to have you. Open invitation. Yes. Well, but make it, plenty it, of ziti. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it'll, it'll have to be um, remote, though, because we don't want to be in the same room as you guys. I'm yeah. afraid to I, be in the yeah, same yeah, room yeah, as uh, Andy anyway. Well, yeah. handsy. It's too handsy. Handsy, <laughs> handsy. Handsy, Andy. <sighs> All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Iron Weeds. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, so we have been doing this podcast for two and a half years now. Damn. Which is a very long time. Time flies. Damn. And in that two and a half years, we have taken almost no time off. Like, I don't think that there's been a single week that we didn't release something. Something, yeah. And um, we have, even on the weeks where something else is going on, we've worked it out. And so... I just like honestly, I just need a break. <laughs> yeah, I have well deserved. I have lots of stuff that I need to catch up on with my other podcasts, um, and I, I like really wanted to both catch up on other work and take some time to relax this month, and uh, I couldn't do all of it unless something gave, and so I decided I've I've always prioritized this show because. Um, you know, one for our production schedule, if we're going to get it out every week, it has to be a priority, but also because I really care about it. Um, it's very important to me. And so this is going to be our last episode of 2021. I'm going to take three weeks. Last free episode. Last free episode. We are going to record one bonus episode today. Um, we're going to take three weeks and I'm just going to kind of, you know, uh, I read some, I cracked open my Ursula Le Guin, uh, Earthsea volume, but yesterday and i was like i'm gonna read this fiction it's gonna be so wonderful and so yeah. um we have paused uh charges on patreon for the month of december so nobody's gonna get charged since we're not really making we're gonna make one episode now and then that's gonna be it but um thanks for just all your support over the years and i hope you guys don't miss us too terribly if you do miss us too terribly and three weeks is just too long to go without your fix um, you can spend $1 in the month of December and listen to our entire back catalog of bonus episodes that is 90% evergreen content. So it's not like you'll be listening to news articles from March of 2020 or something. It, 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 you know, it's all like good stuff that's timeless. So um, there's like 50. I think we have a, a, on the order of like 50, 50 something yeah. bonus episodes. So, you know, um, if you're already a patron, I'm sorry, we don't have anything new for you, but we do love <laughs> you. We love you very much. Um, and yeah, so in the meantime, you know, like get in touch with us if you have some stuff you really want us to talk about in 2022. It feels wrong saying that. It feels oh. fucking wrong. <laughs> it's coming. It's, I'm not ready. Um, I'm not even ready for it to be December of 2021 yet. But we'll be back, I think, January 2nd or 3rd of next year. So, in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. 
ironweedspod. You can find us on Instagram. Ironweedspod. And you can send us an email. Why don't you? At ironweedspod. At Happy 2021, guys. We love you so much. Happy bye Kwanzaa. Bye. And happy Kwanzaa. Yeah. And happy Festivus. For the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs>